The Full Spectrum Podcast, presented by Champions and Legends. Champions and Legends produces hemp-derived CBD sports supplements for athletic preparation, performance, and recovery. Discover Champions and Legends on the World Wide Web at championsandlegends.com. This is the Full Spectrum Podcast with Big Data and Maverick, available wherever you get your podcasts. Big Data, what's going on, buddy? The Full Spectrum Podcast. We are back live on the air. Live on live, I guess, I suppose. But hey, who cares? How's it going, buddy? How's uh, how's uh, the COVID life? How's life just in general? I mean, it's almost over. It's, o- it's not over. I don't know. What are your thoughts? You know, still hunkering down, uh, just uh, checking out. I mean, there's a lot of sports on right now, so it's keeping mm-hmm. me, it's keeping me pretty much uh, sustained pretty well. You know what? I saw this article the other day. You know, they said that during this whole year and a half or whatever it's been from from the time COVID started, that the rich got richer and the poor got poor. I saw something that I absolutely thought was brilliant, and it was by the airlines. Apparently. They are obviously they check you, right? Like when you take your bag and they weigh it. Well, guess what? Turns out they might start weighing the actual passengers based on COVID. You're at home. You've been eating the Cheetos. Guess what? The price of the ticket might be going up by pounds. Big data. What are your thoughts on the airlines throwing in the weight scale at you right at the right at the front of the terminal, buddy? Time to win the lottery. Dude, I thought it was brilliant when I saw it. I thought it was great, man. I was like, you know what? That's how you get your money back. You know, they, they've suffered those. The, the airlines have suffered. And they said, okay, how do we get it back? People are going to want to travel the minute they're able to get a little bit, you know, and it's already happening, right? People are traveling more and more. How are they going to recoup some of that cost? Well, hey, those uh, guys that didn't take that advantage and make themselves a little bit of a better human being, you're going to be paying for that when you take up those seats up on that Man, it's going to be, you think the airport's going to be busy and then all of a sudden there's a bunch of a-holes like me saying, your scale's broken. That's not right. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> the amount, that's the only way I could, like, how do you fight that one? Normally people don't fight too much on the luggage, but you're going to have to fight. And especially the ladies, I can't even imagine. Like, imagine being a male going, excuse me, miss, may you step on here? Oh, dude. You got you got to be good thing they got those protective walls up now because you're gonna need it. <laughs> I'd be like, what kind of limit do you got on your credit card? <laughs> this is gonna be an expensive seat. It's gonna be. I I just thought it was a brilliant idea. I just don't know if it's got if it's got wings to fly, if you will. But we'll see. From there, big data. I wanted to start off with a little. Baseball talk. Yeah, I know we don't really talk about it each and every week, but I got to show some love and respect for a team out of California. No, it's not the Dodgers. By the way, Dodgers, wake up. What's wrong with you guys? You guys tear it up last year and now third in the West. Like, what's going on with you guys? Like, I don't even know what to say. Do I want to talk about San Diego? No, even though, hey, Tatis Jr., you are a fun person to watch. I will say you are exciting and you are the next generation of baseball, but I want to start. I want to talk a little bit about the Los Angeles, a Los Angeles angels pitcher and designated hitter from Oshu, Japan. It's Shohei Otani. Have you seen this guy? Big data. Absolutely. I mean, he's the next Babe Ruth almost. 
Uh, this guy's unbelievable. Let me th- run a few stats for the, the folks. 2.5 war. Huge. That's awesome. Fourth in the American League. I just saw it tonight. He hit another one. 14 home runs mm-hmm. leading the major leagues. 33 RBIs. He's also fourth in the AL. 925 OPS. He's just outside the top 10. And a 612 slugging percentage, second in the AL. But wait, those are just his batting stats. Five starts pitching, 2.10 ERA, 25 innings. Only one to know so far. But, I mean, what value this guy brings. He's mashing pitchers. He's shutting down teams pitching. I mean, this guy's a dream. Dude, this guy has been just a – an enigma since he came to the major league from Japan, obviously. And he has been fun to watch because he's doing exactly what you said his name earlier. He's the modern day Babe Ruth. He's making baseball fun again. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't mind the designated hitter in the national league. I think it's kind of funny when you got a a pitcher batting because they've been so bad for years, but now I'm sure every team in the national league is going, why didn't we pick this guy up? But this is the cool thing that that the Los Angeles angels are doing is that when he's done pitching, they can move him to the outfield. So you took a guy that maybe can't pitch because he's pitching or he can't hit because he's pitching that day. And they said, hey, for the last few innings, let's throw him into left field, right field, wherever we're going to put him. And then all of a sudden he can be your DH. And then the days he's not pitching, you can put him as your DH. It's a fun total something out of the 1930s. It's been exciting to watch. And I have to – and this is a guy that's playing with Mike Trout who, you know, arguably has been the greatest and best baseball player in the in the Major League Baseball over the last, I would say, at least five years. So you got these two guys together. It is fun uh, down in Los Angeles. So, I don't know. Hey, Dodgers, wake up because uh, these guys are taking your action away. And unbelievably enough with the performances they have from Otani and – and from Trout, unfortunately, Trout just got hurt. He's going to be out six to eight weeks. Somehow, the Angels, just against all odds, still stink. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's baseball. I mean, we're not even into June, so they got a lot of time. They got some time. Somehow, the Angels just are typically terrible, even with these like historically great players that are coming through their organization. They spend a lot of money, and somehow they're just not very good. It's it. It's the management. It's the management. That's what we got to say. There it is. Speaking of, uh, you know, some great, great stuff. I, and You know what? You talk about the Los Angeles Angels sucking for the last little while. Yeah, but you know what doesn't suck? The NHL. Dude, the NHL playoffs just started on the weekend, and it has been – Unbelievable. We're starting off with two sports that we normally don't talk about. And I got to get, I got to say one thing, big data. We got to talk a little bit more hockey. I was kind of glued to my set watching a few games. I was perusing and I see Ovechkin taking on the Boston Bruins. I see the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins taking on the Islanders. Dude, I see Carolina uh, taking on Nashville. And there was probably 25,000 fans in the stadium. Nashville is going to have is open for business. So come this weekend, Carolina is going to be taking on Nashville in Nashville. And I mean, they're notorious for throwing out the catfish onto the ice. It's going to turn into a fish market out in Nashville, dude. 
I am pumped. The fans are back, and man, they are rabid. They have been waiting, and it's. I, I have to say, Big Data, it's fun to watch. I mean, last week uh, we saw, uh, you know, the UFC with uh, twenty thousand fans. The fans are coming back, but the hockey fans, man, they are. They've been itching, Big Data. Well, yeah, this time of year, it's uh, hockey just takes it to another level. From you know, the regular season is more for the diehards. It's it's a grind, but man, the, once the playoff comes and you know there's all these overtime games and people are smashing each other and great saves, great shots, it's it's a lot of fun. Quick, great debate, a, a quick one, real quick. In hockey, they have the Gordie Howe hat trick. That's a fight, a goal, and assist. Or in the NBA, you got a triple double. Which one's harder to hit? Oh, for sure, the Gordie Howe. That's that's a really tough one, eh? <laughs> awesome, buddy. Big data's not wrong. You know, speaking of A, who a couple of years ago did the unthinkable? It was the Toronto Raptors winning the NBA championship. Well, this year they're not even in the fold, but guess what, NBA fan? It's Big Data's favorite time of the year. The playoffs are set, kind of. We've talked about it. We're going to get into it in a quick second. But here it is. It's the NBA preview show. Big data. Let's give it to the big people. Let's give it to the full spectrum. All right. Where should we start? Let's start with the play-in games. It's the eight versus the nine. The The game that just happened was the Pacers and the Hornets. Pacers absolutely decimate the Hornets, 144 to 117. Uh, what is that? Eight guys on the Pacers had over 12 points. So, when you do that, you're going to win. So they move on to wait for the winner of the Celtics and the Wizards. Oh, the Celtics laid a beating and behind 50 points by Mr. Taysom Tatum. He, uh, the Wizards now take on the Pacers in the East. Big data. Who do you like? Pacers, Wizards for that number eight spot. Yeah, it's tough to tell what you're going to get night to night from the Pacers. I mean, the Hornets just with an embarrassing, awful performance. Uh, the Pacers weren't even at uh, full strength. Malcolm Brogdon was questionable. He ended up playing. Karis Leverts in uh, health and safety protocols, he didn't play. Uh, I don't even think Sabonis scored that many points. They got, they got destroyed by Dougie McBuckets, Doug McDermott, in the, uh, in the first quarter there. And, I mean, to give up 144 points in a stay-or-go-home game is just just really sad for the Hornets. I'm sure uh, I'm sure Michael Jordan is taking it personally on this one. Oh, I think uh, we're going to see him be suiting up next year. Him and LaBello Ball in the backcourt back uh, taking, down, taking down the NBA. I think Jordan is on his way for a little comeback. I like it. Um, let's uh, quickly talk about the West. You got the number nine Grizzlies taking on the number ten Spurs, and then we'll talk about the seven and eight because everyone's waiting for that one. That one might be more of a more of a better matchup than some of these playoff matchups. But real quick, who do you like in the Spurs Grizzlies matchup? Yeah, Spurs Grizzlies. Um, not you know super looking forward to that one. Although you know you can't these single elimination games is you know that's that's something the NBA wants to emulate that that college basketball has you know i i like the spurs it's they're they're you know they're kind of a scrappy team but 
in the end, they're just they're, frankly they're just not very good. Um, the Grizzlies are uh, a decent team. Uh, it's actually kind of surprising that they they stick around five hundred every year. Uh, they did it again this season. Uh, I would give the advantage though to the Spurs. You know, I would take Greg Popovich's coaching and DeMar DeRozan's playmaking uh, over the Grizzlies this year just because for some reason John Morant's shooting from the outside's been a little suspect lately. Uh, lots of uh, lots of folks going under screens on him a lot and kind of daring him to shoot because, you know, he's so deadly driving to the basket um, and, you know, either scoring or making plays for his teammates. Uh, they're relying a lot on Valanchunas. I don't know if he'll be able to to dominate as much uh, against the Spurs. So yeah, I think I think we'll we'll get a little bit of an upset here. And I think I think Popovich will find a way to. Uh, I mean, he's one of the five greatest coaches of all time. So I hope I hope he can take out us, the youngest team in the league, the Grizzlies. Hey, I'm cheering for the pop. Two reasons. Number one, he was at the Hall of Fame Hall of Fame uh, induction with uh, Tim Duncan this weekend. Two things. Love his hair. Tim Duncan, you need a fashion consultant. I, I, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it there. I don't know what else to say. You have the money. Don't tell me you can't afford it. So from there, let's go to the number one matchup. It's going to be a fun one. It's the number eight Golden State Warriors, yes, against the Los Angeles Lakers, the defending champions trying to get themselves into a secured playoff spot. Who do you like in that matchup? So – Right now, the Lakers are struggling. Uh, LeBron's recently back from his high sec for the second time with his high ankle sprain. Anthony Davis is starting to he's starting to get it going a little bit, but for whatever reason, the the pieces just haven't been been jiving yet. Uh, the Warriors, on the other hand, are one hundred percent a one trick pony. Basically, as many shots as Curry can take, he is taking. He's scoring incredibly. He's being, you know, he led the league at scoring. He's being super efficient. Uh, he's, you know, just game after game shooting or making over 10 threes a game, uh, you know, in probably half of his games towards the end of the season here. So he's playing amazing. I just think their offense is so one-dimensional that the Lakers uh, should be able uh, to if not shut it down, at least influence it. You can never shut Curry down. He could, if he's on, he's on. There's, you know, you just kind of hope that he misses some shots. But it's so one-dimensional, and Draymond Green is, he's really not looking to score at all. He's just trying to set up Steph for these shots. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Golden State has no answer for LeBron or Anthony Davis. And I think they'll figure a way to to bottle up Curry. I'm going to say, even though they're not playing very well, I'm going to say the Lakers are going to squeak this one out. You know what? I I gotta I I think I'm going to go with the Warriors on this one. I just feel like Steph is so hot right now. He's going to single handedly win this game. Then the Lakers will beat up on whoever the if it's the Spurs or the Grizzlies or whatever the case may be. I I feel like this is all about the drama, my friend. Both teams will somehow make it in. 
So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, is it that, you know, could they have just got in as a seven and eight? Yeah, that would have been nice NBA. But hey, I digress. I digress. Let's get into it. Let's start in the East, my friend. The number one seed, the 76ers, they don't have an opponent yet. We don't know who it is. We do know, though, who the Brooklyn Nets, my favorite drama team of all time, is going to take on the Boston Celtics. Big data. Let the people know. Who do you like in this series? Sure. Boston has had a really up and down season. Uh, you know, Jalen Brown is out for the season. So that's, that's really just a monster blow to the Celtics. Uh, Tatum is, you know, he's just a fantastic young player. But, you know, even with him, he, he has these 50-point amazing games. And then, you know, he won't, he won't necessarily dominate every night, but he could. He's, he's an excellent player. Uh, you know, Kemba Walker is playing quite well, but there's something missing, something wrong with the Celtics. Uh, they just seem to struggle um, on both ends of the floor, uh, you know, quite often. You know, they're, they're just over 500 this season, nothing, nothing special. Uh, you know, the Nets, on the other hand, you know, we haven't seen them play together, uh, which I don't think is a huge problem. Um, you know, they're just such veteran, such a veteran team. Uh, I really like their 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 kind of their bit players have played really well this season. Bruce Brown, uh, especially, has been has been really good. Uh, I just think that you know Kyrie Irving, as much of a you know uh, you know a ridiculous kind of whether he's playing, whether he's not playing, or what he's talking about. In the end, he had one of the greatest seasons uh, shooting efficiency wise. He, he joined the the 50 40 90 club this year which is 50 percent from the field 40 percent from three 90 percent from the free throw line which you know only a handful of guys larry bird steve nash uh these kind of guys have done before uh so he's playing great uh durant's always excellent um doesn't matter if he's hurt not hurt whenever he plays he's just so dominant um and then uh, same with harden i mean he, he hasn't played for a while uh, but it doesn't take much for him to get going. So I just don't see how uh, the Celtics have an answer um, for the Nets' offense. And, you know, we were worried about the Nets' defense. Uh, hasn't been that bad. It's not great, but it's not atrocious. So I, I think the Nets will, will handle it pretty well. You know, originally I wanted to say Boston's going to give them a, a run, and then you went through the players again, and I came to my senses. Brooklyn's just too stacked right now. They, I mean, they're going to probably, this is going to be, take the over in every single one of these games. I'll say that. So I'll go with Brooklyn on this one just for the, the sheer fact that they just have three of the greatest superstars right now in the game. That's it. From there, we go to the number three seed, the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis, two-time MVP, well, currently until this year. We'll get to that in a second. Against the number six Miami Heat. I think there's a little redemption here. Thoughts on this game, Big Data? Yeah, so we got the Greek freak against Jimmy Buckets, essentially. Uh, you know, Milwaukee's got their big three night right now. Uh, they're playing quite well. Uh, basically, Brooklyn was only a game better than the Bucks uh, this season. Miami's been scuffling. I know they didn't play well early in the season when, when Butler was out. Uh, you know, they had stretches where they played really well and Jimmy played really well. But they have also sputtered a little bit uh, in the end of the season here. Uh, I think matchup wise, 
this season, I think, with the addition of uh, Holiday, um, they they just and PJ Tucker as well. It just seems like the Bucks might have that extra gear that they didn't have. They were kind of stuck in a rut last year. Uh, I think Holiday, you know, defensively, he's going to cause some serious problems for Dragic, and he can even switch on to to Jimmy Butler as well. So I think that Holiday is going to give him that extra push. And uh, with P.J. Tucker now, they can play small uh, with Yanis at center, or they can play big with Lopez at center. So I think they, they can play a lot of different ways, and I think they pose a lot of problems for Miami, and I, I think the Bucks are going to pull this one out. You know, the main reason I love the Bucks here, no pressure. You know, the last couple of years, they were the number one team. There was right before COVID hit, they were like, looking to break the record for most wins in a season and all that stuff that was going and jiving around, dude, no pressure, no problem. Bucks will rip these guys apart. They have to for their confidence. This is a, this is a huge series for Milwaukee as a franchise. I'm dead serious. If they don't win this, if somehow they lose, man, this is detrimental to the Milwaukee Bucks organization. Yes. I'm talking to you, Aaron Rodgers. I'm talking to you from there. <laughs> I go to the number four seed, the surprising New York Knicks finally making the playoffs. Spike Lee's happy. Charles Oakley's happy. Everybody's happy. They're still not allowed to go to the games, but I digress. Versus the number five Atlanta Hawks, another team that kind of came out of nowhere. Big data. Two surprising teams in the four and the five. I got to be honest with you. I never really saw that coming. Thoughts on this? Yeah, very surprising. I mean, the Knicks, uh, they are a defensive team. Uh, you know they got Tom Thibodeau as their head coach, and he's he's really turned around their defense. And it's a it's a tough team to play against. Uh, R.J. Barrett's played great this season. He's really taken a, a step up. Uh, Julius Randle's been just fantastic. Uh, he's their leader. He's their top scorer, and for the first time in his career, is playing really good defense as well. Uh, he's hitting just the most difficult like step back threes and long twos. He's, he's just shooting fantastically. So um, that was during the regular season. I wonder, uh, uh, for Knicks fans, hope, hope he can keep it up. Uh, Atlanta is a really deep team. Uh, I think they've, you know, they are starting to take advantage of, you know, one of our favorites on this podcast, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Yes. Uh, he missed the beginning of the season. They've been a lot better since he came back. Uh, you know, Trey Young, I think, is, you know, he's he's a really good offensive player. Uh, in the playoffs, uh, he will be hunted down. They will, they will do pick and roll with the guy he's guarding. Uh, they'll get a mismatch of Trey Young on someone else. And we'll see how this, you know, inexperienced Atlanta team uh, can handle, you know, that type of constant uh, picking on Trey. I mean, he's the smallest guy on the court. He's not very good defensively. Uh, so we'll see how that works out. I'm sure the Knicks will just really just go after him a lot. Uh, Atlanta's a, a deeper team than the, the Knicks, and they have a lot of good players. They've got Capella in the middle. They've got Collins. Uh, but the Knicks also have uh, you know a couple athletic guys in the middle um, that can possibly match up with Capella. But I think in the end, um, then it'll be a long series. I think the Knicks will pull it out. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it could easily see going either way. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to stick with the Knicks for a stat. I just fell upon 
Randall averaged 37 points a game in a three-game set against Atlanta this year. I don't see – they obviously don't have an answer for this guy. I'll go with that. And I just think Atlanta's still just a little too young. From there, we go to the West, my friend. And we don't know who the number one Utah Jazz will be playing. And by the way, is the Utah Jazz of the 2021 season not the most underrated number one seed of all time, maybe in all sports? Like, it's unbelievable the no love they get, but why digress? We go to the number two. It's the Phoenix Suns. They also don't have an opponent yet. We're still waiting for that. So we'll jump down to the number three Denver Nuggets versus the number six Portland Trailblazers. Uh, big data. This one, I think, has upset written all over it, personally. I'm really geeked up for this series. Uh, a few of my favorite players are here. Let's start with the underdog, I think, in the Portland Trailblazers. Everybody, you know, everybody loves Dame, Dame Dollar in the playoffs. He's he's just money. He's he's such a great leader to have on your team, and he's such a you know a focal point of the offense. Uh, he's a nightmare for anyone to have to play against. Uh, CJ McCollum is playing great. I love the pickup of uh, Norm Powell. Um, you know, Nurkic is back. Uh, they got Carmelo coming off the bench. I think they, they have a lot of positive things happening for them. Uh, then we go to the Nuggets. Uh, you know, I think we'll talk about this a little bit more later, but, you know, possible MVP winner, uh, Nikola Jokic, what a season he's having. They haven't really missed a step since Jamal Murray went down there. They're really playing at, at they're winning at the same percentage as they were when they had him. Michael Porter Jr., I can watch him any game. He's just such an exciting young player. It's great to see how he's he's really uh, coming up now. He can just you just bury a three in anybody's face. He doesn't care who's guarding him. Uh, and, you know, he's he's just a, you know, he cuts well. Jokic finds him all the time. He's just a, he's just a great young player, uh, exciting to watch. And we, you know, they have, a, they have a pretty good cast of characters around them. They traded for Aaron Gordon. He's fit in really well. And um, I, I think it's going to be a long series as well in this one. But in the end... Uh, I'm going to have to say I, as great as Jokic has been and, uh, you know, what an exciting season the Nuggets have had. I can't bet against Dame Dollar. I got to say, I think this is the first upset I'm taking. I got to say, I got to say the Blazers take this one home. I'm with you, uh, partner. I won't lie to you. It looked like you were going Denver. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to get the upset. I, this is the main reason I'm taking Portland. Portland. One reason and one reason only. Lillard has to win enough of this. I'm going to make shoes to like, you know, make fun of Paul George in Oklahoma back in the day. You have to win this series. If there is a team outside of Milwaukee that needs to win the one playoff round, it's Portland right now. They got to like Lillard is fun and he's a killer, but you're not going to be a killer for long. If you can't keep progressing, like the playoffs is when you, your, your legend is made. And if he doesn't get past that first round, I can't take him anymore. I'm sorry. I'm calling it straight up just the way it is. It's the number four LA Clippers versus the number five Dallas Mavericks. This one, in my opinion, will be the most fun series to watch. This I, I just feel like I said it earlier about the Brooklyn series. Take the over. Take the over on this one, too. Thoughts? Yeah, we got a rematch of a playoff series. Last year, we had, you know, we had a really exciting moment in one of the games where 
Luca buried a three to win the game at the buzzer. Uh, but in the end, last year, the Clippers were, were too much for the Mavericks. Now you got to look what's changed since last year. So Clippers, you know, they have a new coach in Ty Lue. They've made some changes to the lineup. They've got um, uh, Serge Ibaka, who missed like the last half of the season. He just he just showed up in the last game again. So so who knows what shape Serge is in? Uh, that's kind of giving me the willies of taking taking the Clippers. Um, you know, Kawhi PG. They have a ton of guys to throw at Luca, uh, but really they're you know. They've they've tweaked the team a little bit. They sent Sweet Lou back to uh, to Atlanta. They got Luke Kennard, who's been playing really well from the Pistons um, for them this season. Uh, Rondo's the backup guard. It's a solid solid Clippers team, but again, for some reason, uh, the Clippers they're just not clicking. Um, on the flip side. You know, what have the Mavericks really done? Uh, they got Jason Richardson last year. That's not really worked out that well for them. Uh, Dwight Powell's back, and Jalen Brunson's really taken a, a step um, forward this season. So um, I'd like to pick the Mavericks in this one. Uh, I'm not very confident in picking the Clippers, but in the end, I think I'll, I'll stick with the clip show. I'm going to go with the Clippers too, man. I just think this is the... I think Luca is one one year away, and maybe a couple of maybe if management can get him one more player in his arsenal, he's just one year away from being that guy that's going to take over this league even more. So I'm going with the Clippers for sure. So there it is. There's your NBA preview matchup. But the one thing we got to talk about it's the end of the regular season. Big data. Let's talk a little MVP race at the end. It's going to come down really to two guys, Embiid from the 76ers and Mr. Jochi from the from the Denver Nuggets. What is your thoughts and who is your pick to win this year's NBA MVP? Yeah, so I, I think it's a bit of a no-doubter. Um, so I'm going to say Nikola Jokic, Denver Nuggets. Now, he played in all 72 games, which in this season uh, really – goes up the ranks pretty quickly. We had, you know, LeBron missed so much of the season. Anthony Davis missed a ton of the season. Embiid missed a little bit. Curry missed a whole bunch of the season. You name it, all the superstars. You know, Durant didn't play much. You know, Harden had a stretch, but he hasn't played much lately. Kyrie Irving's in and out of the lineup. Um, you know, there's so many guys that were just, just dinged up a little bit. So, from consistency point of view, uh, you know, Jokic was right there. But let me let me rattle off some stats for you. So we have the the player efficiency rating was is kind of an overall metric uh, we used to rate players in the NBA. Jokic was number one. Uh, value over replacement player this season also number one. I'm going to rattle off some more categories for you. Most field goals, most field goal attempts, most two point field goals, most win shares. Best plus minus, and from a total standpoint, third in points, third in assists, fifth in rebounds. So, I mean, offensively, he's clearly been the best player uh, in in the league this season. Um, you know, people will say, "Okay, well, Joel Embiid's been close," and yeah, he's been he's been really good, but he's actually not atop a single statistic in the league um, that I could see. Uh, you know, he had a high points per game average, but uh, 
other than that, when you look at, you know, just all the offensive categories, Jokic is is far superior. Now, of course, Embiid's a better defensive player than Jokic. Uh, Jokic is he's an average player on defense. is good at rebounding, uh, but in the end, I think it's it's a clear landslide that that Jokic was uh, the best player in the regular season this year and is you know deserving MVP. Jokic, I agree one hundred percent. And you know what I just realized. If he wins it, which he probably will, that would make it three straight years that Euroball wins MVP over here in North America. Giannis for two years, Jochen possibly this year. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> From there, we'll go to the great debate, big data. Here we go. Last week, Kendrick Perkins came out. He's an NBA analyst, personality, played Oklahoma, played for a lot of teams in the NBA. But he came out and basically said, hey, Getting the NBA championship, winning the NBA championship by far is the hardest trophy to win from the major force, from the four major sports. Big Data, do you agree or disagree? And if you disagree, which sport do you think is the hardest to win a championship? So I'm going to disagree. I think a good uh, scenario to disagree with us on is what we talked about with the Anaheim Angels. Uh, they have two of the best players in the sport, uh, Otani, uh, being just just amazing this season so far. And, of course, Trout every season, he's amazing. If you had two of the best players in the NBA, uh, I would think that you'd make the conference finals or the finals every year. If you had two of the best players in the NHL, I think you it's up in the air whether you would make it or not. Uh, and in the NFL, uh, it depends which two players you had. But if you had two of the best players, I think I think you'd be pretty good as well. So that, and then I also looked at when's the last time a team repeated in each of the major leagues. So we've had lots of repeat champions in the NBA. We've had the Patriots repeat champions in the uh, early 2000s. In the NFL, uh, recently, some NHL team. I, I think it was maybe it was the Penguins a few years ago. I can't remember who it was. They repeated not too long ago. But man, it's been since the late '90s for someone to repeat in baseball. Baseball, I'm going with as the toughest to win a championship. Baseball, hey, you know what? I'm gonna go with the other sport that we rarely ever talk about on this uh, podcast. I am 100% going with hockey, man. I I just think there's so many uncontrollable things that you can't like the bouncing of the puck, the 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 changing of the lines, the fact that they're wearing skates. I mean, we that's not a natural thing. Stick handling, fighting, getting knocked into the boards, the travel. I, and I mean, and they got these unwritten rules that are just crazy. I mean, they can kill each other and fight, basically. I, I have to go with the NHL. I think, and on top of it, yeah, granted, it's not as big as a season in regards to games when it comes to Major League Baseball, 162 versus 82 on a, on a normal year. But I got to go with hockey. I just think there's so many more unpredictable things that goes on. Where in baseball, it's a little bit more situational. You got the pitcher throwing a ball. You got a batter. I just think in hockey, you just—it's so quick, so fast, so crazy, back and forth. Um, I'm gonna go with NHL. You know what? Sit down, talk to your wife, ask her. I bet you she's gonna say NHL too. Who knows? I don't know. 
I'm just throwing that. <laughs> I don't know. From there, there it is, you guys. There's the full spectrum podcast, NBA playoff edition. I think uh, I think we're on to something. And you know what? In the next few weeks, we're going to pick the NBA championship. We didn't do it now because we don't know. Hey, we don't know who the one and the twos are going to play because of the stupid play-in game. So we could have told you tonight, but we're going to wait till <laughs> next week. There it is. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Enjoy, everybody. The Full Spectrum Podcast, presented by Champions and Legends. Champions and Legends produces hemp-derived CBD sports supplements for athletic preparation, performance, and recovery. Discover Champions and Legends on the World Wide Web at championsandlegends.com. Take that for data.